0: Please join me in prayer. God, we love you today. We thank you for your love for us. And I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. For you are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Well, this morning's sermon is inspired by a wonderful book. It's actually a small book. Uh, entitled, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity, by Edwin Gaines. And if you're a reader, someone who likes to read, or maybe just, you like short little books that you can read through, maybe a few days or a week's time, uh, I would certainly encourage you to get a copy. And uh, you, those are it's available either electronically or through uh, the old version. And I'd encourage you to pick up a copy and give it a read. Today we're going to look at the topic of divine purpose. I'm going to move my mic down a little bit I feel like I'm a little too loud. Let's get rid of that loudness. So I'm not be able to shout a little There So this morning we're talking about divine purpose. I believe each and every person in this room is here because God ordained to be so not just necessarily by your presence here in this worship service, hopefully that as well, but you are here as a living, breathing human being in the world today because God ordained it be the case. I would hope that most of us have at least pondered the question from time to time in our lives, what is the purpose of my life? If not, I encourage us to think about that question today or to begin asking that question once again, regardless of our age or our stage in life. Because I believe that sometimes our divine purpose can change throughout our lives as we grow and learn and as we uh, retire, those kinds of things, so that we have different hours of availability and that kind of thing. And so I would encourage all of us to ponder that question, what is the purpose of my life? Because divine purpose is discovering that special gift, that special interest, that special talent, that special way you are called to impact the world. Everyone has something to offer this world, and when we discover our divine purpose and start living into it, our world is a better place for everyone. As with any spiritual practice in life, discovering and living with divine purpose requires our complete and total commitment. Divine purpose is different from setting goals. A goal is a tangible desire to an end result. But your divine purpose is really a way of living. Goals have finite deadlines, and I'm a huge believer in goal setting, by the way. But your divine purpose is something that you will be working with and growing with for your entire life. Part of discovering your divine purpose begins with a commitment to self and your own well-being. In her book, Edwin gives some great deliberate actions of self-care that will ultimately help us create an atmosphere in life conducive to better discovering our divine purpose. Those actions are... Striving for order, taking time for solitude, creating beauty, giving yourself a treat. My dog likes that. (laughs) Telling the truth, laughing, remaining calm, acknowledging others, opening your heart, feeding your spirit, Welcoming change, letting go, doing something new, and expressing your gratitude to God. When we make these practices a part of our everyday lives, we are aligning ourselves with discovering our divine purpose. What is your divine purpose? Why are you here? In Jeremiah 29, we hear the words, For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I believe these powerful words apply to us today as well. No matter our age, as I said before, and they serve as an exhortation and a reminder to us all that God has plan and purpose for each and every one of us. None of us are here by mistake. How does God want to use you to transform at the very least Your portion of the world. What means of transforming? What are your passions in life? And Wing points out that divine purpose is not martyrdom. (laughs) You know, I've known those people that say, well, you know, I'm just suffering for Jesus. And that's really not the way to look at it. Divine purpose should be fun or at least should be overwhelmingly fulfilling for us. In our passage from Romans, we discover that everyone has gifts that have been given to us by God. I need to shut this thing off and switch to the other microphone, I think, because I'm getting feedback or something, and it's kind of annoying. (laughs) Which means I'm going to be stuck to this podium. All of us are given gifts by God. We heard that today in our passage. It's our responsibility to discover those gifts, those longings of our hearts, and will discovering those will in turn reframe our lives and give them greater meaning. You are a divine being. You are a child of God. You have the power to effect change. You are bigger, stronger, more powerful, and more creative than you ever imagined. All of us have a divine plan, and that plan is not simply to be born, work hard, pay our taxes, retire, and then die. That is not your divine purpose. Amen. We are all here for a greater plan. We are here to discover God and who we are as God's children and the divine purpose for our lives. Some of this may be Brand new information for you to absorb today, and so let me be the first to tell you the good news that you are here with a divine purpose. Amen. Jesus calls us to go into the world and bear much fruit, and we are told that we will be known by the fruit our lives produce. Edwin brings out in her book that God has given us. An inner guidance system to help us find our divine purpose. That divine guidance system is the part of us that feels joy. Whatever your divine purpose is, however you are supposed to impact the world, however you are to make a difference in your world, should bring you joy, or at least should bring you an overwhelming sense of peace and accomplishment. I know that part of my divine purpose is to enlighten people to the reality that each person is God's wonderful child and that all people are beautifully and wonderfully made. I had an amazing email just this week from someone saying, I visited your church this past Sunday. I don't get there very often, but thanked me for the service." thanked me for the sermon, thanked me for how welcome that this person felt. This person is in a very difficult, difficult place. I would never want to be in the situation this, pers- this person is finding themselves. And I remember as I read that email, thinking to myself, how can I help this person discover their divine purpose? How can I help this person discover? make that connection to the divine, that they are here and take that for a reason and take the necessary steps that they need to make so that they can find that wholeness and that purpose for which they are here to do. So I replied with an email and offer to sit with the individual and to help them begin to sort out the complexities of all that they are facing That brings me joy as a pastor. That brings me great joy when I can sit down with folks and let them know that they are God's wonderful and beautiful creation and that they are here with plan and purpose and a reason for being and helping them discover and find what that might be. What brings you joy? that joy as you follow your joy you may not be able to see the end results from the start but that's okay god never gives us the luxury of seeing the total picture at least god never gives me that luxury i don't know about you i'd like to know where i'm going to be in the next 20 years wouldn't you god barely lets me know where i'm going to be in the next hour and a half let alone the next 20 years as I trust and step out in faith and tap into the joy of my divine purpose as it unfolds, I keep getting increased joy and greater fulfillment. I'm blessed to be able to have part of my divine purpose as my vocation, my profession. But it's not that way for everyone. Following your divine purpose may be something you do outside of your professional work. You're still at the working age, and that's fine, but just as long as your divine purpose brings you joy. Have you ever noticed that joy is like a magnet? That there are those type of people who are joyful people, people that are doing things that are fulfilling in their lives, and they just radiate that joy, and we want to be around those types of people, don't we? Hello, are you all there? there are those people that are negative bellies right? And, you so, know, Lord, have mercy. Here they come. How can I duck behind this or do that and get out of the way? Amen? So I don't have to be subjected to this negativity all the time. Amen? Amen. Yeah, we all know that. Joy is a magnet. It draws people to itself. When we are living our divine purpose, we will be joyful and in We will draw people unto ourselves and it will be a contagious thing that will help our entire lives be more joyful. That's how it works. That's how we're created to be. That's the way it's supposed to work. If you're not living in joy, may I submit to you today, you have not yet discovered your divine purpose. Either that or you are not living into your divine purpose. Because something's wrong if you're not living in that joy. I truly believe it doesn't mean everything goes right. It doesn't mean everything goes the way we want it to go all the time. No, but it does mean there is that feeling within us, that God given place within us that feels that inherent joy that we are doing and living into and discovering our divine purpose or why we are here on the earth for such a time as this. You are here for a purpose you would do yourself a great favor to follow your bliss, find your joy, and live more and more into it. It's what God has for each and every one of us. Discovering our divine purpose and start following it, living it, and doing it. And can I just say that you have to be sure to ignore the naysayers of life. Mm-hmm. As you begin to live and discover your divine purpose, can I tell you, when I finally answered the call of God to become a full-time pastor, I had a good job with the DuPont Company, and let me tell you, there was a number of naysayers in my life, many of them from my immediate family. Are you sure you know what you're doing? You have a good job. You have two homes. What in the world do you want to do by giving up all of that and going away to become a preacher? (laughs) I was a non-traditional student. I've shared that before. I was in my past, my mid-20, well, I'm 26 or 27, I think, when I finally went away to college to get my degree. I was set. I was established. I was doing well with DuPont. But that was not bringing me joy. I was working midnights, which all oh my goodness did not bring me joy whatsoever. And I can remember watching the clock and I had a time I could leave home at 11.05 and be to work by eleven fifteen as long as I hit all the traffic lights the right way. And I'd go flying in that parking lot, jump out of my car, and get in that place and start doing my job. I was not living in joy. I was not experiencing my divine purpose. I knew in my heart of hearts I had been called to be a pastor as a young boy. But I let the idea of money and homes and all of those things get in the way and distract me from following that divine purpose. Giving up that job, selling those homes and all that was some of the easiest things I've ever done in my life. There have been challenges along the way as a pastor most certainly but there is that abiding sense of peace and joy that i am living my divine purpose Amen. that is what we are created to do and when we are doing that no matter what it is it doesn't even have to be ministry related necessarily but it should bring you that bliss and that joy and in turn your life feels joyful and others around you will feel it as well. In order to live fully and completely into our divine purpose, we must be awake and aware of who we are as God's child. We must choose every day to stay on the right track of following our divine purpose and avoid slipping back into old ways of thinking and behaving and listening to those naysayers that say it isn't so. God's will for you is good and always good. I believe that with all of my heart. But we must accept that truth and allow it to unfold in our lives. Discover your divine purpose. Find your joy and begin living it. And sometimes finding your joy takes trial and error quite truthfully. I thought my joy was going to be to work for DuPont, but it wasn't. God wants you to live life and live it to the fullest possible way. I truly believe that. You will hear I sound like a broken record sometimes when I say, because I say it a lot, because I believe it. God has created each and every one of us to be and to live happy, healthy, joyful lives. And if we are not living those happy, healthy, joyful lives, then something is amiss. God did not create us to live in misery and agony and suffering throughout our entire lives. I just do not believe that whatsoever it doesn't mean again that there will not be pickups along the path because that is what life is called and that's what life how life happens sometimes but ultimately God wants good for our lives. I want to encourage you today to take some time this week to ponder, pray, and reflect upon why you're here for this time taking up the space you are taking up in the world <clears throat> because there is a divine reason that each and every one of us are here I want to encourage you to ask God to either reveal to you or to renew for you my purpose. Well, I'm retired so I, oh boy, you have more time. My mother says since she retired, she has no idea how she ever had time to work. (laughs) I see some retirees. Yes, yes. You have a great opportunity if you're retired because you have more time to live into that joy. Your church to make a difference in the lives of those who come in touch with you each and every day. To become joyful and live into that joy and spread that joy around. Making your world a better place. As you spend time this week praying and pondering and asking God. What it is God wants you to do that you can fulfill your divine purpose then I want you to start taking those steps toward that divine purpose toward living into that joy if you aren't doing it all day because in the end one of the best things that could ever be said about you and me is that we made a difference church, that we made a difference in our community, that we made a difference in the lives of those we knew.